Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of What's in the Pod, hosted by me, Ben Grabia. Today, I'm joined by my longtime, really, really good friend, Michael Webb, to discuss the 2008 movie, Iron Man. I'm not going to lie, everyone. I'm super embarrassed that it took me this long to get Mike on the pod, but we had a really good time discussing not only Iron Man, the greatness of Robert Downey Jr., but just Marvel in general. We had such a great time. One more thing before we get into the pod, I want to shout out Gwyn McMaster, who's been doing some of the artwork for my podcast and has kindly teamed up with me and my friends, and we're like we're doing this together. Her at on Instagram is Gwyn.studio. I'll repeat it, Gwyn.studio. Check her out. She does some beautiful artwork, and she's done some beautiful artwork for my podcast. And I'm really, really excited to have her a part of the team. And then after this, Mike and I are doing a bonus podcast, and we're reacting to a tier list of Marvel movies. So check that out after you listen to the Iron Man pod. Or check it out before the Iron Man pod. I don't care. I'm not your mom. Just do it. So here we go. Let's get into it. I've been in captivity for two months. And there are two things I want to do. I want an American cheeseburger. And I want you to call a press conference. Cue the music. Okay, Mike, Iron Man, honestly, dude, I can't believe we waited this long to get you on the pod and do a Marvel movie. No, for sure, for sure. So you're an avid Marvel fan like me and like most people of our age now. Mm -hmm. What was it like when you watched the movie Iron Man? You've seen it probably lots of times. What was it like watching it with like all these things to think about? What was that like? Was it different for you? Okay, so like my first time seeing Iron Man, I was like, what year did they come out? 2008? 2008, yeah. So how old? We were 10? Yeah. So we were 10 years old. I'm fairly sure I was in a theater with my grandma. And like obviously at the time, I didn't know it was going to start a universe of 19 more movies and counting. Right? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know I was watching a movie that I was about to be hooked on for Forever. 19 years. Like Obviously as a kid, Iron Man was like, it's like the glorified Batman. <laughs> you know, this yeah. billionaire, this billionaire who just wastes way too smart just yeah no iron man yeah <laughs> um okay i'm gonna give a give it uh give a basic background on the movie with the synopsis and all that stuff and then we'll get into our top five section so iron man was released on may 2nd 2008 it is about tony uh, after tony stark has been captivated in an afghan cave he creates a unique weaponized suit to fight evil it's written by Mark Fergus, Hawk Ostabai, Art Markham, Matt Holloway, and obviously based on the characters by Stan Lee. Directed by John Favreau. It stars Robert Downey Jr., Gwyneth Paltrow, Terrence Howard, Jeff Bridges, Sean Tobe, Clark Gregg, and Paul Bettany. It was nominated for two Oscars, Best Achievement in Sound Editing and Visual Effects. The budget was $140 million. And it made $585.3 million at the box office. So, decent decent payout, to be decent honest. Payout, decent, yeah. payout. decent payout. Okay, so for today's top five section, I asked Mike, 
If the Avengers, so no villains, were a basketball team, who would be the starting five? So I'll let you go first. Start with wherever you want and tell me what position they're going to play. Okay, I'm going to go start with my one to five, okay? Okay. So uh, one, I'm having Captain America. A point guard? A point guard. Well, he's like the least selfish of all of them, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, he's the one you want running your one. He's the team player who's going to dish when he's two. He's also going to get those clutch buckets for you, right? At two, I got to have Clint Barton. <laughs> you know, like Hawkeye, like he's not missing. Like He's your Clay Thompson. You yeah. know what I mean? He's he's not missing. He's a Clay Thompson, Ray Allen, Steph Curry all in one. You know, like he's <laughs> not missing nothing. At three is where I kind of went different than I think you're going to go. I'm putting Spider-Man. Because okay. I feel like three has got to be your lockdown defender. And who's more lockdown? He's sticky. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're not getting by Spider-Man, right? He's also stronger than almost like all the Avengers, minus like obviously a few of them, right? But mm-hmm. like low key, like three at four, I'm putting Captain Marvel. Cause like, you know, any girl that can beat Thanos on her own, like I'm putting yeah. her in. And at five, I gotta have the Hulk, obviously. Yeah. You know, he's the Hulk. Okay. So we were pretty similar, except for you, we have two of the same five. So okay. I have uh, three other different people, but. So at the one, I had Tony. I had Tony at the one, be, the same reason you had Cap at the one. I thought that he would, like, he's an alpha dog, but he also knows, like, hey, I need to get this guy his shot and to get this guy his shot. But, like, when, they, when it, like, push comes to shove, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm taking the last shot. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Chris Paul, Isaiah Thomas, like, OG Isaiah Thomasy kind of vibe. I don't know. Yeah, okay. And he also plays defense, I think. Mm, it's just, uh, it depends – Depends what year. Are they playing in his <laughs> suits? Are we playing with them in their suits or they're just like normal human beings? Because if they're normal human beings, well, it's obviously not taking totally. Tony. <laughs> obviously, he has no superpowers. No, definitely in their in a suit. Definitely. Okay, so at the two, I, I also have Clint Barton or Hawkeye. I just because he's a sharpshooter, I feel like he's the live he's a liability on defense, but he's such a sharpshooter that you have to keep him on the floor. Well, you you got to check him out like their three-point line. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Like, a good three-point percentage in the NBA is, like, if you shoot 40% from three on he's a high volume, he's, he's like, 100. yeah. He's, he literally has never missed, Ben. Okay, <laughs> at the three, I had Wanda. So, before WandaVision, I was like, I don't – you don't know much about her. She's just this kid that's, like, super powerful but is a kid and can't control herself. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she's, like, the wild card at the three. Can play defense because she can, like, stop people. Literally just, like, stop. She could just take the rim away if she wanted. (laughs) (laughs) She could, like, teleport shots. Yeah, for sure. At the four was where I went. I went Black Panther because I feel like he runs the floor really well, doesn't need the ball, is, like, plays good defense, Mm -hmm. and I like him being, like, switchable and stuff. Saying that, Black Panther might be a pretty deadly one. He's way more athletic than, like, he, like – He's like super. He's basically cap, but like, but like, black. <laughs> yeah. Like Loki, and has a cool suit that yeah. reflects people and stuff. No, oh, yeah. And then my five was obviously Hulk. Like Hulk would be like Shaq <laughs> if he gave a shit all the time. One dribble, boom, dunk. Yeah. yeah. And then I had my six man as Cap because I don't think you can put Cap and Tony on the floor at the same time. I was actually I wanted to put I I want to put Cap as my one, and Tony as my two, but. Civil War, obviously they butt heads you too can't much. Put like, them together. You can't, you can't have them playing together. But if you space out their minutes, 
they both can like lead a unit. No, almost. for sure. Like you take Cap out, put him in. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Exactly. Sure. Okay. So you kind of already talked about what the first time you saw it was, but do you have any? What are some other memories you have specifically with this movie? The first Iron Man. The first Iron Man. Yeah. It's like I've seen it just so many times. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. There's a lot of Marvel movies I've seen a lot of times, but I feel like Iron Man's just that OG one I come back to, like, like you know, like, I call you every now and again, and I'm like, I'm like, Ben, what Marvel movie? You know, because I'm, like, searching through Disney+, Plus, looking at all of them, I just can't decide which one I want to watch, call you, like, this one. And I feel like Iron Man's kind of that one that, like, you never don't want, not want to watch. You yeah. Know I mean, especially the first one, because it's, like, seeing him, especially after, like, all the character development and everything... It's like seeing him originally is like so cool. Mm-hmm. It's like seeing his first suit, making his first suit, everything, right? So like, I don't know if I have any specific memories. It's kind of just like been that one movie for me throughout the whole 15 years <laughs> I've been watching it, yeah. right? <laughs> so before it was on Disney+, Plus, I probably hadn't seen it in five years because I think I was so uh, discouraged by the second and third one that are because they're both like really drop off really bad. Like, they're really bad compared to, like, because I think Iron Man 1 is the best origin story in the MCU. Yeah. Like, the yeah. the Cap origin story is fine. The Thor origin story is bad. They don't even go into the Spider-Man's origin story because everyone knows that origin story. But I remember I rewatched it, and I, like, hadn't seen it in a long time, like I said. And I was like, oh, yeah, Don Cheadle's not in this movie. It's some other guy mm-hmm. playing Rhodey. And then I was like, I also forgot, I don't know if you forgot about this when you probably not because you've seen it so many times, but I forgot that Pepper and Tony don't just start dating. Oh, yeah, that no. Pepper's basically just like her, his assistant. And then they like form that relationship. I'm pretty sure it's not to like the third movie. Like, yeah. Well, they obviously tease on like, it a lot. They tease on it a lot. And I think this third one's actually when they like, maybe end of the second actually. Yeah. Like, they, they always have those like little moments, like those cute moments where they like want to be together, but it's like Tony's not ready. Yeah, I get, right. I think a big thing too, a lot of people our age forget is because we've grown up with RDJ, yeah. with Robert Downey Jr. But a lot of people who um, are older have had grew up with his face. So in the early '90s, he was uh, nominated for an Academy Award for playing Charlie Chaplin in the movie Chaplin, and then he kind of went through substance abuse and he was really in and out of jail for a long, long time. And John Favreau, who directs the movie, and he also plays Happy Hogan, mm-hmm. can, was the one that convinced Marvel to bring him in and like saved Downey's life. Actually, not you didn't know that. Like Downey, know. like Downey was in a really dark spot when he got in. And the other, and you know who the highest paid actor was in this movie? It's not him. Guess who it was? Like Terrence Terrence Howard, who plays Rhodey, was oh. the highest paid actor. Is and that's why in the second movie he didn't come back because they were like, no, 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 now RDJ like deserves the bread. You mm-hmm. got to take a pay cut. And he was like, no, I don't want to be in it anymore. Yeah. It's like, but why would you think you deserve more money than the main, than Iron Man? Well, the, the thing with RDJ doing the movie is that it was a huge risk. Like Marvel took a huge risk on him. Mm-hmm. So they didn't give him all the money. But now after the first one, it worked, right? Yeah. Well, more than it worked. Like how much, <laughs> how much did they make in box office? Uh, five hundred and sixty, five hundred eighty-five point three million. I guess it worked. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like? I know this is like. Do you remember what it was like going to the theater for the early Marvel movies? Like, I remember going to the theater like vividly for like Infinity War and Endgame. But I'm talking like 
pre Winter Soldier almost. Yeah. Like pre 2014. Like, I want to say I remember it, but like at the same time, like I was 10. You know what I mean? It's like, it's hard to like specifically remember things. Like, there's like one movie in mind when I think of like a theater movie, and that's like uh, Harry Potter. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Harry Potter, my grandma brought me also. It was like for IMAX, and it was when the West had the dragon. Like blue fire, at you, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And like, I was a kid, like shook of this dragon, like so scared. But like, I don't really remember my movie theater experience with Iron Man. I just remember like seeing Iron Man, and then I'm pretty sure that Halloween I went as him, and the next Halloween I went as him, <laughs> and it wasn't until like I want to say like Captain America that I was like, okay, maybe he's not the best, <laughs> you know? Like, so when you okay i'm gonna ask you about civil war so like are you team team stark or team cap when in civil war I'm, that movie i'm team cap team cap 100 percent team cap really percent the thing like i'm team Stark or like i'm team cap with the beginning and then when you find out that like bucky kills stark's parents and then cap is like defending bucky i'm like whoa 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 like i can see where stark's coming from i totally see well, why he's me pissed. too me too. I can see that aspect, but I'm talking about like the whole like the government thing. The government trying to like regulate how they, they work. work and like if they can work. You yeah, know what I mean like like they're the Avengers. <laughs> you don't tell them what they can and yeah. cannot do. They do what they want when they want. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like and it's never like minus obviously Bucky because he was it wasn't him though he was being controlled. But like it's never for bad. You know what I mean? It's always mm-hmm. for the greater good at the end. So like. I was 100% on Captain Captain America's side. Maybe with the Bucky thing, like, obviously, if I find out a guy kills my parents, I'm going to be pretty mad about it, too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, yeah, no, definitely, definitely team. I think what this movie does a really good job of, really specifically, is they really, like, dive into Tony's anxiety and his, and his anxiety about his parents and him growing up mm-hmm. as a, basically alone for his whole life. And I think they kind of go away from that in his other movies, like they kind of just, they don't really, really dive into him being PTSD and anxiety over what's going gone on in his life. Not really. What movie is it? The second or third one that fury comes in and like makes him like basically like make the device that stops killing him. Cause you know, how like he makes that thing in the cave that remakes it, but it's slowly killing him. Oh yeah. That's the second one. It's the second one. Right. And then fury comes and like, makes him and like shows that his dad was trying to say things to him without like specifically saying things right yeah and like so i feel like the second one in my opinion i really like the second movie i like the villain in the second movie more than i like the villain in the first movie yeah we're gonna talk let's just save okay. jeff bridges for later <laughs> but like i agree with you this like mickey rourke who plays the villain in the second one is a way better villain i want my butt <laughs> but, and then the th- i honestly dude i don't know how when's the last time when's the last time you seen the third one third one was dog. Like, I haven't <laughs> seen it in years. No, the third one was like, Since it came the out, only what? cool thing about the third one is I saw it in theaters and I'm pretty sure that was the only time I ever saw it. It was like the, you saw his like, suit development. Oh, like that was like the only cool thing in my opinion was like, because like every movie he comes in, his suit's just like that much better. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, so like the third one, the only reason why I appreciate it a little bit is because that suit development. So, I remember you told me this one time and I quote you saying this. Guys, if you don't think Iron Man is in your top five, you're an idiot. 
Why do you think that? Why do you think if the first Iron Man is in your top five, you're an idiot? I was waiting to talk about this until after we do our little other segment. But this started the whole universe. Like, Iron Man 1 started the entire universe. It led on to 19 more movies, plus two TV shows, plus counting. Right? Like Plus it, all the sub shit. Plus the all slub the slub TV shows that like no one talks about. No, without Iron Man, the rest of it's not nearly as, as successful. Right? And like, and not even just that, like, you see like his work, like you see Iron Man like make a suit in a cave. You see all this work, like the whole plot of the movie is just good. Like to this day, like I saw it when I was 10, I'm 23, and I still think it's incredible, right? Like, yeah. No, like if Iron Man's on your top five, don't talk to me. <laughs> The thing with, like, Stark appears in 11 movies. Like, he is in an 11 movie. 11 out of 20? Yeah. He's in half. Yeah, he, over half. Over <laughs> half, yeah. Like, yeah. I guess, so, when we do our separate, we do, we're doing two pods tonight, everyone. We're going to do a reaction to a list. So, I don't know where I rank Iron Man until I guess we do the, re, to the reaction to it. But I thought it was funny that you <laughs> said, you're in Idiot, <laughs> if you don't put an eye right in no, your top five. Don't talk to me if you don't um, I think, yeah, I, I just really like this as an origin story because what flopped with – I remember when – so they've done like – they've done three Spider-Mans basically. So they did the Tobey Maguire ones, which in the first movie they told his origin story because like it had never been told. Fine. The second one, when they did it with Andrew Garfield, like they did the same thing in the first movie. Like, yeah, yo, you know, everyone knows Uncle Ben dies. <laughs> yeah, like, no, let's get yeah, to yeah. it. You know, mm-hmm. and like that's, I think that's what they did a good job with Tom Holland is they just fucked that shit. Let's just start it like this new problem. Not but even just that is like the Tom Holland one is like, I think like the OG one, like the first Spider Man's the best one, just because I think that's like kind of what I grew up on, even before Iron Man, right? That was like my first superhero. That was the first, that was the first, remember, you know, in every single Marvel movie, it has like the shows, the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first one it ever showed it in. Yeah, yeah. And I actually, I think. Like the second or third, or like the original Spider Man was like the first 3D movie I saw as well. Mm. So, like, it was like I was like a kid, like trying to reach out and like grab, <laughs> grab things, you know. I was like, What? This is crazy. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, uh, I think also, sorry, what they did really good in the new one is like how he like wears a suit now, like, you know, like Tony like designs his suit rather yeah. than like before he was like solely powers, whereas now he's like also like uses his brains for like more than just being a smart person well i think the new theory is now like in like this new era of avengers that he's going to kind of take the stark role like he's the smart guy Mm -hmm. like he's like the the billionaire guy like because it's just his brain yeah and also like stark gave him the glasses the other thing too i've also heard is that shuri who is black panther's sister is going to take has like in the comic books has like t's taking the iron man role which would be cool. The Iron Man role? Like the smart person kind of over overseeing oh. everything. I wonder if they'll kind of incorporate that because of uh, Black Panther past. Yeah. I think they're going to have to. Like, they can't recast him. No. No. Like, no. that would be... Imagine if they recasted that, him no, as, like, with someone else. That, that's, like, ignorant almost. You yeah, know what I mean? It's like, disrespectful, yeah. yeah. It's like... That's like recasting Paul Walker in yeah. Fast and Furious. Like, mm-hmm. that's just... You just don't do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Um. The last question I have for you is, as a character, don't think about the powers, but as a character, who do you like more, like Batman or Tony? Because they're very similar. 
Don't think of like the powers. Yeah, don't think. Just think of as like a character. Like, who do you like more as a character? I was like a character. They're pretty similar. You know what I mean? Except for like, I feel like Batman has like kind of a more interesting vibe. Is like where he like goes to like a like goes. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but he goes up that mountain and they train him to be like this like assassin, yeah. more or less, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, they like, kill this guy. He's like, no, I'm never killing anyone. And then he's just like, like basically just ruins all of them. <laughs> and then just like, so like, I might have to say Batman on this one, but I want to, that's, that's a tough one. Like after that's seeing <laughs> six or seven people play Batman, I don't know if I can like take him seriously anymore. But the thing, I think the thing that you said about Batman is, like, Tony without the suit is nothing. Yeah. Like, I guess, like, they uh, Cap asks, asks him that in the first Avengers movie. He's like, without the suit, who are you? And he's like, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, actual fighting? Like, you yeah. see him sometimes when he's without the suit. He's, I think it's in Civil War. Remember when Bucky gets out in civil war and like all of them don't have any suit and they're just trying to like get him as he runs through and tony mm-hmm. tries to get him and just gets fucked up yeah, and all he has is the hand yeah like he has the hand of the suit and he like punches him once and then just gets murked <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, i don't, I don't yeah. know exactly what you're talking about i just think like i just know if i just can't take batman seriously and maybe that's not his fault but it's like the whole dc universe being so behind in the yeah. mcu's fault yeah. Like, imagine if they, re- in 15 years, like, recast Tony as someone else to, like, reboot the franchise. Like, I would go crazy. Yeah, no, for sure. It's like, Robert Downey Jr. just did such a good job, like, from start to finish. It saved his life, you know that role. Yeah, 100%. That's probably why he was so committed to it as well, right? Yeah. But he just, like, killed it, like, the entire time. Like, all 11 movies he was in, like, like seeing him in, like, Sherlock Holmes and stuff like that after I was like no that's Iron Man yeah like, you know what I mean like in my head ever since Iron Man 1 RDJ has just been Iron Man like, well, I think his acting career is more or less over like for me to take him seriously unless he's unless they somehow take him from the dead which they won't and they shouldn't no, sure. but if he does anything else as like another actor I'm gonna be like yeah man you're still Tony Stark like, I think I, the only thing they could do as like, more acting roles in Marvel would be like like a a throwback like memories you know what i mean like you have a memory of him and like he does the one scene like you know what i mean yeah but like other than that like no they definitely shouldn't recast him okay so before we get into the categories do you have anything else you want to bring up or do you want to get into the categories um i have a lot to bring up but i'll wait for categories categories? (laughs) okay we're gonna take a quick break and we'll get into the categories Category one, Mount Rushmore. I'm going to give our top four scenes. So I'm going to give my top four, and then you bring anything else that I didn't bring in, and then we'll decide which one's the best. Sounds good. So my first one is like, I kind of, the cave scene. Like, I know it's like, it's a long time. It's probably like there, he's in there for 15, 20 minutes at least, but, and then you, you learn, like, you talk to that Yinsen, like his, like, mm-hmm. Yoda, where he's like, Yinsen's like teaching him how to do all this stuff, and. And Yin Sing knows the assignment. Yin Sing knows that he's not going to survive, but he knows Tony Stark's way more valuable. Um, I love that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's the one shot of Tony, like, hammering, like, 
metal or something, and it's just like he's sweating and he's he has his face. He's just like, yeah, let's go. It's awesome. It was like right after they like broke in, or like you have till tomorrow. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they just start grinding right. on the suit. Yeah. They're just like sweating, bleeding. Just this guy has like a battery strapped to his chest. <laughs> he's just banging out on this. Yeah. No, for sure. Um. Uh, Pepper helping Tony put that new reactor in when when uh, Tony calls her to help her like. Uh, she he calls her to help her like take out the thing out of his chest or whatever. Mm-hmm. I love that scene. It's like a really small, intimate scene, but it really starts off their relationship and really starts off that he likes her and she likes her. But yeah. they just don't know how to say it to each other. I like it too because it's also like comedic. Mm-hmm. Like they're playing doctor. You yeah, know, it's like operation. It, operation. Sorry, yeah, they're playing operations. Like. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what did I do? He's like, yeah, I'm just going to go into cardiac arrest real quick. But uh, it's like, all just, good. Just hurry up, please. Just hurry up. Um, his first time flying, like when he's flying with the new suit, but like it's still gray. That that scene, I really like that scene. And, and like he's alone and he's figuring out how to do everything. And he's figuring out like there's that one part where he's trying at a 10% capacity and he like mm-hmm. hits start or like whatever. And he just like, whoa, like flies back. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. You can figure that out. Mm-hmm. And then the last one I have is the first fight scene in his new suit when he's just like, fuck this. I'm going to go to Afghanistan and, and beat those guys at the, that like tortured him. And then I guess kind of that segues into the scene where he's like in the air flying against all those mm-hmm. fighter jets too. Like those are my top four scenes. Um, what else do you have that I didn't mention? You might not believe this, but almost to a T – we had the exact same four favorite scenes. Really? So my first one was a little more specific, though. I had uh, when he escapes the cave. Like, yeah. I really like when, like, uh, Yinsen was his name, right? Yeah, Yinsen. Yinsen goes running out and, like, with the gun, you know, and then he, like, follows out and just, like, marks all these guys. And, like, with the flamethrower, just burns everyone <laughs> and all of a sudden just takes off, like, 400 feet and then just bips into the sand. <laughs> like, that's, like, I think that's, like, my favorite scene in it. And then uh, I also had first time using the suit like his yeah. great suit like that was just such a cool thing and then my third one was a uh, right after the afghanistan one when he's fighting like all the planes okay and he yeah. wrote his calling he's like where are you right now he's like i'm just working on some stuff <laughs> like, what's up <laughs> he's just fighting these two planes like marking them you know and yeah and then uh also the scene where she's taking the thing out yeah i thought it was just like really intimate like yeah started the relationship started, so. so what's your favorite out of those if we had all the same four i guess what's your favorite favorite i want to say like when he escapes the cave but like the first time using the suit might have to be like like my favorite because like that was like when you really saw like how advanced it was like he's like it's in his face and all of a sudden it's showing like his whole like heartbeat like it's showing Mm -hmm. everything you know what i mean so probably the first time using the suit i think for me it's the cave scene because i think it shows it's the first time you see tony being vulnerable and being like he this guy has like a heart like he cares Mm -hmm. about yinsen and he cares about things yeah. and he asks him about his family and, and and all that stuff like i really like that scene and, and then like i also i also like stretched out the cave scene being like the whole time he's there mm-hmm. so also like the when he breaks out is also like dope okay um what still works i have like just like the f- first song in the entire mcu is back in black by acdc and then it's kind of like his anthem throughout the whole yeah the whole like twenty movies or whatever is like he just loves ACDC. Or well, that's yeah, his like, song. Every intro ever for Iron Man is just that ACDC song, right? <laughs> like what still works? No, definitely. Even in they played an Endgame. 
Uh, yeah, I think Tom Holland listens to it in uh, his second movie. Right, right, right. right but in right, right, Avengers, right. shoot to thrill by ACDC plays when he like meets Loki for the first time. Oh, okay. But like his whole like rock and roll, every character in the MCU kind of has like a like the Guardians of the Galaxy have like those songs that just like everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. them. Like he has like kind of rock and roll. Is yeah, his yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. Just RDJ just being sarcastic all the time. Like, just his little, like, one-liners that if you, like, turn away or, like, don't listen for a sec, you'll miss it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I tried to, like – it's hard to put those into quotes because they're not funny unless you're watching the movie kind yeah. of thing. But, like, he's yeah. so good at that. Um, I, I also liked, like, the whole reason he became Iron Man was because of his own weapon. Mm-hmm. Because – so at the very start, like when he gets blown up when he's like in the car, it's because of his own Stark Industries. And well, then he's yeah, like, oh, because it's because the villain like basically gave the enemy his like weapons, right? Yeah. And that's what makes him realize he's like, wow, all these have been being used for is like bad, you know, mm-hmm. like, just killing people basically, right? And that's what he starts. Like that's why he like goes to the press conference. He's like, Stark Industries is no longer, like, yeah. right? And then he makes the Iron Man suit and becomes Iron Man, right? Uh-huh. So yeah. Um, the pepper I had I put the pepper and Stark relationship in this movie is like really really well done. Mm-hmm. I feel like they really go away from it later in the movies, but this is the best movie of the two of them together. I or in Endgame, I think Endgame they do a really good job because like they have like the family and stuff. Yeah. But in every other movie, she's kind of like a side character. Yeah, yeah. But in in this movie, they really establish themselves. And like, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but the comic books had them as like. A lot more of a relationship i think a little bit earlier yeah i could I that's why i always forget I'm like oh yeah in the first movie they're not actually together yeah or even the second one they're like yeah they're iffy still yeah mm-hmm. um yinsen just like low-key being the hero of the mcu like if he doesn't do the stuff he does for stark like nothing happens oh yeah stark's dead yeah like <laughs> he's like dead. hooks up to his battery he has holes in his chest and then he's just like hooks up to a battery he's like that's keeping you alive. He's like, uh, what? Yeah, Yinsen <laughs> saved his life. Yeah, yeah, it's such a... The visual effects in this movie, being how old it is for 2008, and like the things that they're doing in this movie, really, really still hold up. Mm-hmm. They're I, as good as 2020 movies. I think that's why Iron Man was so successful as well, right? Because it's kind of like one of those early, like very well-made, like everything looks real. Whereas like action movies up to that point weren't like, there's some good ones still, but like they weren't like that advanced yet. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nowadays, like all of them are, but like I think that's why it did so well or as well as it did. Well, this movie doesn't do well without the visual effects. Like no. you can't be Iron Man and like without it look like shit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um I don't remember this, but I'm you don't remember this either. But I, can you imagine if Iron Man had come out when we were like a little bit older, maybe like twelve or thirteen, and the first time he puts on like the red and orange or red and gold suit everyone in the theaters was probably like whoa yeah like yeah. that would have been so cool, that like, been really cool. even today when i watched it i was just like whoa i honestly like i like low-key i really like the look of the gray suit like his original like it's kind of hard body it's like really hard body <laughs> yeah. you know but he makes it red and gold which is sick still but like that gray suit like the first one he makes i was like oh that's kind of tough yeah and i also like i think it's the first one where he has like all the different color suits he has the wall where it's like the red and gold one, the black one, the gray one. You yeah. know what I mean? He's like all these like That's different such a flex. designs. Such a flex. Like most people have like tapes or like, you know, like, <laughs> like something like, I don't know. But like, um, 
there's that little moment where um, Pepper sh- gives him that present of uh, proof that Tony has a heart, mm-hmm. which holds up because in Endgame, when he dies, she it, throws it onto the. Mm-hmm. That also, her giving him that saved his life because uh, yeah, he took it out. He was dying. He like crawled over and then. What's the robot's name? Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah. Jarvis comes over and like hands it to him, right? Yeah, like. It's just the things with Marvel movies that they do is their Easter eggs last forever. Like sometimes, mm-hmm. like they're okay with letting an Easter egg, like that Easter egg didn't hit for t- 15 years. Well, it's even like, uh, maybe not like 12. I saw this Easter egg in Ant-Man. Ant-Man, yeah. uh, Ant-Man, he like talked to the one cop, the brown guy. Yeah. And he like flicks the card down and he's like, was this your card? He's like, how'd you do that? And then in, uh, one division, he like pulls his card out like that, like the hop. He's like, he's like, and he hands the cop, hands the card. So like that Easter egg was like six years waiting. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that means for six years, this guy was just straight practicing how to like. Marvel, Marvel is so good at Easter eggs, like just like little things they put oh, in the movies sure. that always oh, will tie into something. And like, I think that's also a really cool thing. And like, why it's cool to be a Marvel fan is because like, you can catch an Easter egg you may not have even seen. The first three times. Yeah. Like you watch it. That's exactly. why that's why you and I, when Infinity War came out, went three separate times. Because <laughs> we're like, let's decipher this movie. Let's see why and how they're gonna win. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like we wanted to figure out Endgame before Endgame came out and we couldn't. Like yeah. it was just impossible. Um the Stan Lee cameo is always awesome. It's just like, oh yeah, like rest in peace, Stan Lee. But uh, I think he's like being Hugh Hefner in the movie in this one. Yeah. He's just with a bunch of girls, and he's yeah, just yeah. like good one half, and then it turns to Stanley, and it's just like, that's awesome. If I ever start like a movie industry or like something like that, like I want to be in every movie. Just yeah, like just like not even like a character, just like in every movie. Yeah, you know, like, I feel like Stanley does like the perfect job of like in every movie. He was just like that little like character, and I was like, yeah. oh, there he is. <laughs> he kind of just yeah. wait to, like for his appearance in every yeah. movie. I think the last one he was in was Far From Home. I think it was the last Spider-Man. I think he got it in that one. Because he's in Endgame. He's in Infinity War. He's, he's in, in Endgame. Game. And he passed away right around that time. So he was in every What does he do one. in Far From Home? What, what I think character? he's the bus driver? Or is that it? He he's the bus in driver in Infinity War. Because like, he didn't get into Far Spider-Man, from home. he's like, what's wrong? You've never seen aliens before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Agent Coulson, I forgot, also is in this movie. And he has like a 100% approval rating. Agent Coulson's the one that He's in this movie. He's in. Uh, he's kind of like, like Fury's like second guy, and then he dies in the Avengers. Remember, Loki kills yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He's a. Uh, actually, I have all the names open right here. Agent Coulson. Uh, Col- his actor's name is Clark Gregg. Oh, you're not talking about Happy. No, no. Oh, I think like, about Happy. Yeah, just him being in this movie is, is mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. The and then the last thing I have is just like it's the post credit scene like. So the post credit scene in this movie is actually really important because Fury is like, you're, we're starting a bigger mm-hmm. picture with the Avengers of Initiative. But at the time, no one would have known about the post credit. Like, if you see a Marvel movie, you have to you you have to wait now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder how many people would have missed that because it's like, oh, the movie's over, I'm gonna leave. Oh yeah, they're like, oh, it's cold, go start the car. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, yeah, probably a lot of people. Yeah, but even like, it's crazy because you go to a Marvel movie and like. There's always that one person 
like it ends and then they get up and start leaving you're like idiot <laughs> you know what I mean? you're like why'd you just pay 30 dollars to not even see what's gonna happen next like, or it's that meme it's like that meme of i think it's james franco and it's just like first time <laughs> first, like time, first, first time. time oh yeah um that's all my what still works do you have anything else i didn't mention or no you mentioned the only things i had so. um so what still works for you like what holds up the best for you well i had like a the acdc song yeah i was like that's just like like even on shuffle that comes on i'm just iron man, you know iron man. Yeah. <laughs> that's like not even acdc song that's iron man song in my yeah. head yeah and then uh also just had like a iron man's like humor like it's yeah like i think that's my right? favorite i think that's my favorite because like he's just kind of like the funny one of yeah. all of them like all i feel like for the most part like they're all like very serious characters yep but like robert Downey jr just has that like funny like in the worst situations he's just making jokes you know what i mean like like starting with iron man and like uh was it it's like that in the avengers the first avengers is a pretty serious movie yeah was it civil war and he's like uh cap's like watch your language he's oh like, yeah are we gonna get over the fact that cap no it's said, age of ultron age of ultron yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, are we gonna go over the fact that cap, uh, he just said uh, watch your language that's funny yeah um and yeah it's for me it's it, yeah it's definitely that it's just yeah. rdj those just, are the two things i had yeah. and you covered those so. um okay category three is the cringe moments we talked about this but RDJ just he for me he he can't do anything anymore unless it's Iron Man related. Yeah, his career is just kind of over. It's pretty good career, pretty mm-hmm. good like twelve year run, like best twelve year run maybe like ever. I don't know. Well, like what other movie had a what other movie had nineteen movies after it yeah. based on it, right? Exactly. Like, the closest like Fast and Furious and like what are they at like eleven? And all those <laughs> movies aren't and like after great. the fifth one they're like they suck yeah. in my opinion. Anyway, my opinion is like the first one is good and then after that they're bad. Mm, I think compared to Marvel, I think I liked compared to Marvel, but like I think I like the first five, like after like Fast Five, mm-hmm. and like after that it was all just about like I don't even think it's about cars anymore. I haven't seen the last like four. <laughs> I don't think I don't even know. Um. Okay, we kind of yeah push this aside, but let's talk about Jeff Bridges being the villain. What are your just thoughts about Jeff Bridges in general in this movie as a villain? So as my cringe moments. The only cringe moment, I really like this movie, but the only cringy thing is the villain. Like, I just don't think he just did a good job. I just, like, it might, it might not even be his fault. It might have been, like, It's the directing. writing for me. The writing, it's, like, from even him just being the big suit, like, ha ha, Tony, I'm going to kill you. Like, it's, like, it's just <laughs> cringy. Like, you know, it's just, like, not, like, it's just not what I wanted. Like, you see all these other great villains in Marvel Universe, like Killmonger, like Thanos, Thanos, obviously, like uh, Thor's sister, like you know, like all these cool villains, and he just plays like this, like I'm like whack ass villain. The <laughs> thing with what I like about some of the villains, so like the big villains for me are like obviously Thanos, um, um, Bucky before like he mm-hmm. turns into yeah. uh, good again, Killmonger, Loki, and Zemo. Those are like my top five. Zemo, yeah, Zemo. Okay. But anyways, I think all those characters, like, you feel for them. Like, you're, like, you see why they're, like, you Killmonger. Mm-hmm. You really feel for him. Like, I can get on your side. I can get on Bucky's side. I think that's the cool thing about Thanos as well is, like, like he's not evil in the sense is, like, I want to kill everyone for, like, no reason. Yeah. He's, like, over, and over, it's, like, the dark truth. He's, like, overpopulation in our world is actually, like, a real thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I feel like it's really cool how they incorporate that into, like, a villain. He's like, people are overpopulating the universe. 
right? Yeah. He's like, I need to get rid of half of them, and the universe will be better off. Like that's his mindset, right? And no one can convince him otherwise, right? Which is like true. <laughs> like so you know what I mean? For for myself, being like in some acting school and taking acting classes, our professors have always talked about like, no matter who you are, you could be the worst human being in the scene. You have to find a way for the audience to like feel for you, or that you'll just turn them off. Mm-hmm. Like you have to find a way for them to like maybe laugh at joke or like or feel for you. So Jeff Bridges in this movie, I don't see his point of view like at all. Like, like, like he was all. he was Tony Stark's dad's best friend. Yeah, and now he's evil. Yeah, why? Like, I just don't <laughs> what, think they did a good job. What of, made him this way? Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's has money, he has this. I think like the only thing relating it is that like he sees Tony's success and he's jealous. Mm. But like you're jealous of Tony, and now you want to kill the world. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I don't get it. Like, like there's a scene when they fight at the end, and you remember, like they're on the on the highway, and he mm-hmm. just picks that car up full of people just cause, just cause, just and he just, just wants to kill them. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's like, like why, why? Like if you're jealous of Tony, you want to kill him. Maybe that makes sense. But like when you're like at the whole world, it's like, like for what? For like, what? You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, that's why. Like, I also think too is. He was the first villain in the MCU. They obviously got a lot better at writing the villains and like yeah. writing a bigger arc. Like Loki is like a recurring villain, yeah. Thanos yeah. recurring villain, Bucky, all these people where he's just like a one off. But that's also the thing with the MCU is that they kill a lot of their villains like after one movie. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of, I don't think Ultron is a great villain. Some people do. I don't know what you think of, but they just kill him off after one movie. I actually think about Ultron is like. Ultron's not really something you can just kill off. He's a computer. He's a computer. So yeah. you can always bring Ultron back. Yeah. Even in WandaVision, like I thought Ultron was coming back. Yeah, a lot like, of people did. When they brought when they brought like the vision back, I thought it was Ultron. When he like and he opens his eyes and they're like, all like white. I think that's Ultron, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Ultron's back, let's get this, you know? <laughs> yeah. But no, like you're right though, they do kill a lot of the villains off. Yeah. Um There's a it's like they 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 do this a lot with Stark, but they like really the obvious product placement in his cars. Like they like zoom in on it in that it being a Mercedes, but yeah. it's like make a little more money. Well, I think it's kind of just trying to show you how like rich he is because they're trying to like introduce his character that's about to be in 20 movies. Yeah. So, like this guy's a billionaire. Like look at this car, look at this car, look at this car. Like look yeah. at his suits. You know, they try to like flex it all early. So like you have kind of an understanding the rest of the movie. Right. But there's I, – I know in Endgame, this really bothered me when I first saw – remember when he decides to, like, finally join them? Yeah. And he meets them at the complex? And he, like – they, like, zoom out and him driving down the thing. And it's, like – it's just, like, showing off the car yeah. for the product placement. Also, if you're Iron Man, why are you driving? <laughs> Fly, <bro. laughs> Like, just strap your fingers, grab your suit, and just zoom. Yeah. Like, it'd be way quicker. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Um. Okay, this happens a lot in a lot of movies, and it really bothers me. But it really, I really noticed it the last two or three times I watched Iron Man. Is so when remember when they're at the dance scene, or at like the Tony's foundation like scene, and he like is like, "Oh, Pepper's pretty." I just realized this because she dressed up nice, <laughs> like that. Like, oh, like, and yeah, they do that a lot in movies for some reason. Like, I didn't know that she was gonna be pretty until she looks like this. <laughs> Like, what? Yeah, when she's fully done her makeup and everything, I finally find her attractive. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, come on. I think one of the weirdest examples of this, I'm really going off track, is uh, it's like the Scooby-Doo 2 movie. is when Velma 
like dresses up nice and they're like whoa velma velma <laughs> yeah um okay so it, it happens like later obviously because tony gets better at this but like how slow it takes him to like put on the suit yeah compared to later where he'll just snap a finger and like it just like or he like taps his yeah, he, chest like, taps his chest and his whole sweatsuit's now a suit <laughs> yeah like it's just hilarious to like watch him just be like struggle with this like computer thing well even like you say that but remember watching for the first time it's it was that was advanced yeah like, you know what i mean this guy was like even to this day like if someone can actually do that like get a machine to put their suit on for them yeah that's advanced but like yeah just that's what i mean when i say like his suit development every movie just gets so much more insane from like Literally, like, uh, he's got different variations. The first Avengers, when he like lands on the roof, he's talking to Loki, and as he walks, it just takes off his suit for him. Like, yeah. he's just walking and like takes piece by piece off, and he just has a drink, yeah, and jumps off and <laughs> picks him up, you know. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, that's all my cringe moments for me. I think the most cringy thing is clearly Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, that was his that's what I had for my cringe. Yeah, moments. okay, category four Who is the most dateable person and why? Here are my three nominees. Pepper Potts, Jarvis, question right because he ends up being Vision and like he's cool later. And then I also put Yinsen. I think Yinsen would be like pretty date. I would date Yinsen. He's a loyal guy. I feel like he's good husband material. Yeah. He's a guy you bring home to the family. Yeah. You definitely find a way to impress him. I didn't put Stark because he's just kind of a sorry, sorry, who was your three? Pepper Potts, okay. Jarvis. And which Yinsen? was like a stretch because, yeah, well, like, you know. He's just Jarvis now. He's just Jarvis in this movie. And then yeah. Yinsen. But I think I, I would want to date uh, Stark maybe a little bit later. Like I think in Endgame, he's super dateable. Yeah. He's super dad. But at I, this moment, he's like. He, yeah, he's just trying to smash everyone and everything. Yeah. I think. No, I think uh, I have Pepper. Yeah. I think for obvious reasons. Like she's loyal. Like she like runs Stark Enterprise for like mm-hmm. not nearly as much money as she should be getting paid in states like a yeah. few times. You know what I mean? So I feel like, I feel like Pepper's definitely most dateable. For me, like, so Gwyneth Paltrow, who plays Pepper, is, if you listen to my seven podcasts, I really went in on her, like, as an actress, like, I didn't really like her, and, like, in the seven movie, I thought she was holding the movie back, and blah, 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 but this movie, she's really, really good in it. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have that, Gwyneth Paltrow, sometimes in movies, has that weird, like, she, like, has that overbite lip thing that just really Mm -hmm. bothers me, but this, I don't know, man, I think she's really good in this movie, and Mm -hmm. she's dateable as fuck. She's also so hot. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, Pepper's, like, just slept on the whole Marvel series, in my opinion. Like, it shows up all these girls, like, like Wanda and, like, Scarlett Johansson, yeah. right? And, like, shows them all off, but it never really shows Pepper. I mean, if you look up... Sorry, what's her name? Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah. If you look her up, she's actually a very attractive lady, in my yeah. opinion, anyways, right? So, yeah, no. Do you know she named her daughter Apple? Her daughter is, is our, around our age. Her name's Apple. Oh, so did I say she was the most dateable? Yeah. I mean, I would never date her. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> name my kid. But, Apple. like, she is so loyal to Tony. Like, why at that moment in his life, why would you be loyal to that guy? I guess well, I feel asshole. like she's getting paid a bag. Like, it's not good, but she's definitely making, like, 200000 300000 a year. Like, yeah. it's a billion-dollar corporation, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's like... She's not get. She's like not getting paid as much she should, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I, she's definitely getting a bag out yeah. of it, you know. So that's why. She's so we both it. agree on. Okay, if Yinsen, it's this is like he's just like a. Well, I just I just don't really want to tell you a guy's dateable. I don't know, but like his <laughs> character traits. His character, no, he's definitely husband material. You just don't know enough about him. Exactly, like you know, yeah. it'd be kind of cool to play around like a spinoff of like Yinsen's like 
background. His life, yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Like how because he, he mentions that how did he, he get into the cave. Well, he I mentions that he met Tony at, an, at like a conference. Tony, yeah. yeah, I don't remember. So he must be like in the same. If he's meeting Tony at the conference, he has money. I know. And then like, how did he get from there into the cave? What put him in the cave? Mm. Why is he a prisoner in the cave? Yeah. You know, interesting I mean? question. <laughs> like, Let's save that for scenes you wish you saw. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a quick break. Just, okay, sorry. Before the break, you think we both agree on pepper? Pepper. Pepper, for sure. Okay, take a quick break, and we'll be back with What's Up With That? All right, category five, What's Up With That? Where we talk about plot holes and anything we thought was concerning about the movie. So my first thing I had is I wish they like tapped into Stark's anxiety more throughout the movies. We we did kind of talk about that, mm-hmm. but not just in this movie, but just later that they never really referenced or he doesn't tell anyone about his cave experience. That would have sucked. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't tell anyone. But I feel like that's kind of like I think that's kind of like a like when like people go to the war. They don't come back and talk about it. That's like kind of like a like PTSD type thing. You talk to your therapist about it. You talk if... to your therapist and that's about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, he's clearly not the type of guy to get a therapist. He just made a suit instead. You know what I mean? So but I think like... like a really interesting thing they did with Cap's character is that they talked a lot about his relationship with Bucky and how he's kind of torn between what James Buchanan was to what they made him as the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And like how he was deciphering that. But they never really went into Stark's clear PTSD from the first movie. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of why everyone's like worried about him and stuff all the time too. But they did talk about like his parents, obviously. Yeah. That's a huge thing, which they yeah. really talked about. Um, yeah. Okay, so I, I thought this was so dumb. Like the villains at the start of the movie, so the Afghanistan people, like they don't like when he when they clearly notice he's not making a missile, why don't they just kill him? That's, that's literally what I have too. Or why don't you just like not lock him in a room and watch him. Yeah. You, like, like, why don't you just like, hey, make me this missile, but you watch him make it. Yeah. You know what I mean, and then, uh, hey, that's a chest plate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wait a wait, second. That's a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not hard. It's not, you know, like. Also, how does he make a whole suit in a night? That was the other crazy part. It's like, he really designed Again, the instant was like, what do I do? Like, I need to help you. And he's like, no, 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 I got this. Like, he's like, get yeah, out of yeah, my yeah. way. Just shut up. <laughs> Yo, when time comes, go shoot people. <laughs> okay, another thing I had about that like particular cave moment was, you know when they're watching him in the cave and they do finally realize that he's not making the missile and they run to get him? Mm-hmm. It like sh- How long did it take them to get from there to there? Like I thought it would be like a room over. Yeah. Not like it took if it like made it seem like it took him like twenty minutes to get there. Yeah, like the whole thing like downloads. Yeah. <laughs> like what Wi-Fi are you getting to like, download? Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I never thought about like where's the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Are you guys getting a signal in there? Why, yeah, why didn't Stark also clean the why didn't he keep the flamethrower accessory to his suit? Like that was badass. Like he just I always oh, I forgot about it. I was like, oh yeah, he's got a flamethrower. Yeah, but like, I feel like his like whole like, <laughs> you know, like it's all like think I'm way both. more effective. But like, you don't need it. You're Stark. You, you have, have the laser thing. You <laughs> have both, bro. Why not? I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I wouldn't have kept the flamethrower. He can have way more things. Okay, that was just like that was what he had to use. He like developed it. You know. Yeah. 
So Stark comes off the plane at the end and he meets Paltrow, or sorry, Pepper Potts at the end, and he's clean shaved. But like during the cave, they show like obviously his beard is grown because he's been there for three months. And he just comes off the plane clean shaved as if they had like a razor and shit for him on a plane. It's a private jet. It's his private jet. You don't think he's got a razor kit? And Did they have a shower jet? in there too? Probably. <laughs> they had a full kitchen. Uh, like I guess like anybody else but Stark, it's like a real like, come on, but it's Stark. But it's like Probably Tony. Is. Like yeah. he, he made a suit fly. You only yeah. put a shower in a plane. Like... And my last one is when they're dancing. Uh, so uh, Stark and Potts, they're dancing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you would be nowhere without me. What's your social security number? He's like, I don't know. And she's like, what? You don't know? If if anyone's listening to this and you can just list me your social security number, you're lying. I don't know that off the top of my head. Do you? Yeah. Oh, really? You're <laughs> lying, bro. Really? Your SIN number? Yeah, I don't know my SIN number off the top. I have it on my notes on my phone. Bro, a lot of people know the SIN number. No, you're lying if you know your SIN number off the top of your head. He's like three. Uh, I want to say mine right now, but I can't. But I know mine. <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought that was such a good plot hole. My aunt wow. and uncle made me memorize it. You lie. A lot of people know it. Courtney knows hers. What? Yeah. Okay. Whatever, man. I guess that's all my... <laughs> I thought that was going to be such a good one. That's all my flaws. <laughs> if anyone is listening and they know their sin number, good for you. I guess I need to learn it. So do you have any other plot holes that you need to bring up that um, I didn't mention? My, the one big plot hole was at the end when they like... Uh, Pepper goes to the building with all the agents, right? They like all bust in the door, like oh yeah, where he is. There's like a little tiny, like little tiny place where it looked like a suit was being made. Like, oh, he was making a suit, and then no one notices the big chains that was holding the other suit, <laughs> the exact identical thing, just like three times the size, right behind them. They're like, Oh, well, I guess he's not here. And they all just split up and started, like, walking these dark hallways. And then Pepper, like, turns, and she's like, oh, what's this? A big suit was being made, and all of a sudden his eyes open, like, bro, you're telling me you're hiding? Like, why, why were you hiding around a corner? It's worse than when uh, it's worse than when Hulk, like, just came around the corner in the beginning of Infinity War. He's like, we have a Hulk, and then the Hulk finally cues to join the fight. Like, where was the Hulk the whole time they were getting murdered? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, we have a Hulk, Hulk's and Hulk's. Then he like oh in the so, first Avengers you mean no no Infinity War oh you know Infinity War starts with like uh, oh right Thor and Loki and everything and then uh he's like he's like killing Loki he's like we have a Hulk and then all of a sudden the Hulk like jumps around the corner and shows like you know where Thanos. was he he's like where was he the whole time that's exactly. the biggest pothole in all Infinity. since when has Thor or uh, uh Hulk ever waited for a cue. Yeah. You know, like the Thor Ragnarok, this guy jumps at a giant dude he's clearly not going to beat. And then when Thanos comes to the corner, he just waits. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to hide and wait for him to call me. <laughs> Why? Especially Loki, too. Yeah, exactly. Any other plot holes? Um, that was the only one I had here. So I thought the Sin one was going to be the best <laughs> one, but apparently not. So I guess the next one for me is the, like, how to, like, just the villains not killing him. Like, just the villains in Afghanistan being stupid and not, like, noticing he's not making a missile and just yeah. killing him. Like, just being that blem. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay, category six, Freaks and Geeks, where we completely nerd out with camera angles, weird quirks about the movie, etc. Not too many crazy shots in this movie, but there's a few. So, the first one I had is 
after Tony sleeps with uh, one of the reporters and she's looking out of his window and they kind of like pan out of his huge house in Malibu, mm-hmm. actually a really good shot. Yeah. It's just like, whoa, you live there? <laughs> yeah. On this island, basically? Yeah, like, yeah. Really cool. Um, So most of the dialogue was ad-libbed. Like, so RDJ is a big improviser. He used to be on SNL. Horrible SNL guy. He's like all-time terrible snl cast members really? but like he's really good at improvisation you think you'd be good at snl then yeah apparently not um and that was their attention going into the movie was that they wrote a lot of like the action scenes and like uh but like all like the dialogue just two people talking was completely added by him and paul tro and jeff bridges and all these people just kind of like played off him that's that's honestly way more impressive than i know that of his like his one-liners because like the fact that he's just like coming up with those like kind of on the spot is like he's actually that witty yeah or like it's not like written like his character he's actually like a pretty funny guy yeah you know what I and mean? they apparently he did a lot they did a lot of takes because he was like oh i got something else let's try something else i got more i got more and like all the actors he was acting with mm-hmm. were like just kind of went along with him because yeah. he's a star so well, he's like he's iron man <laughs> john favreau thought the part would best suit downey jr because of his past life, because I think Robert Downey Jr.'s past life very similar to Stark's past life. Like partying and stuff. Partying yeah. and all that. Um, Paul Bettany, who played Jarvis, who is now Vision, yeah, recorded all of his lines in two hours and did this for Favreau as a favor. He didn't think like he always thought that playing Jarvis was a joke, and then they like created him as like an actual character, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah, and like he did like like WandaVision, like a ninety sitcom. Like, you know, yeah, that was like some crazy acting unit. Yeah. So no, he, he definitely has done a really good job with that role. There's a really cool shot. So at Stark's first press press conference, remember when he gets them all to sit down, mm-hmm. and then like he starts rambling and he stands up, and the camera like pans like the camera does a good job of panning up to show like he has power over everyone sitting down. Even like uh, Bridges' character, like Obadiah, mm-hmm. is sitting. Yeah. And they're like this is the new guy. Mm-hmm. Like, this is who we're building around. It's like a really cool camera work to do that, okay. to show power. Yeah. Um, just the moment when he's flying for the first time, like when he like gets off like the ground, like not in the air, like just in his like little house, he gets off the ground and his eyes are like, well, I can do this. And it's just like, it, they kind of hold it for like long enough to like it be a symbolic shot of, this is where it starts. Mm-hmm. So he figures out how to fly. Um, you know that shot where he's like fixing his hand and he's like fixing his new hand and he's watching that what's going on in Afghanistan. And he's got that look and he's just like, fuck all of this. I'm going to go and like kill everyone there yeah. and shit. Like that's just like a, and it's used a lot in memes and like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a cool shot. The last thing I have that was like, I found on the internet was so in the last scene, when he tells everyone that like he is Iron Man, they told all the extras that it was a dream sequence so they wouldn't like spoil the movie. Oh really? Yeah. They told all the extras, oh this is a dream, like this isn't actually what's going on. Oh. And Matt, that's like I bet you they do that a lot with MC movies because there's a lot of extras in other movies. Like they have to like tell them what's also not. did you hear about uh like Tom Holland and Endgame? Yeah. When they were recording Endgame, they told because Tom Holland was so bad for spoiling. He spoiled it one time on like Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, I know. They told the like the funeral scene. He thought it was a wedding. That's really? why if you watch Endgame, everyone's sad and he's smiling. 
Tony's <laughs> smiling because they told him it was a wedding. So in his mind, he's recording it like Pepper and Tony are getting married. Oh. He's sitting there like, and you watch the movie and he's literally like, has a smile on his face, but he's supposed to be like the saddest one. Really? <laughs> he talks about it. He talks about it in an interview. Um, I know that Downey Jr. is the only person other than the directors to read the whole Endgame script. Everyone else was only, they're only allowed to read like what they're in. Oh. And they're not allowed to read anything else. But he, obviously, because he's Downey Jr. and like he runs the show. Started got to, it all. Yeah. Got, gets to know everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That's cool. So those are all my Freaks and Geeks stuff. Do you have anything else? Oh, um, no, I didn't really have anything for that section. You kind of yeah. I think the coolest thing that I found was just, like, all the dialogue being ad-libbed, and, like, that just, like, makes sense. It's just more yeah. natural like that. That's No, that's a really cool. I actually had no idea. Neither did I. I, I actually have, like, way more respect for Robert, Robert Downey Jr. now. Yeah. Okay, Category 7. This is the Brad Pitt Award for the best quote. I have four quotes here. One. Here we go. Uh, Yinsen says to him, so you're a man who has everything but nothing all at the same time. <laughs> Stark, when he gets off the plane after being like in the cave for a long time, I've been in captivity for two months and there are two things I want to do. I want an American cheeseburger and I want you to call a press conference. Uh, Rhodey has like a little throwaway line. When uh, like Starkos like fight Obadiah at the end, mm-hmm. and he looks at the suit that like the extra suit that Tony has, and he goes, "Next time, baby." <laughs> and then Terrence Howard, the actor, never gets a next. Time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the next actor. That gets. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one is like the most famous quote of the movie, and then it like it pays homage to the very end. Is the truth is, I am Iron Man, soul baller. The one I had was the best quote was I am Iron Man. Yeah, like that's because like what's well, always like you watch that 13 years ago, you don't know that's how it's gonna end. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's like I am Iron Man, and then the movie ends. Yep. And then all of a sudden, fast forward 13 years later, end game. I am Iron Man. He's dead. So cool, <laughs> you know what man. I mean? Like so cool. Such a cool like that's the one of those Easter eggs we're talking about. It's like yeah, you don't even know. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like until literally that exact moment, you're like holy. And honestly, like when he said I am Iron Man in Endgame, it wasn't until I rewatched it that I actually was like, holy, like <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy that he be- I mean they did this on purpose. Like like the Marvel people, they don't they don't like do anything without it being on purpose. Mm-hmm. And they started their cinematic universe with that quote and they ended a phase. Like now they're on a new phase. Like, a new phase. like all mm-hmm. the OGs are basically gone. More or less, minus or like Thor. Thor. And yeah, I've, I've I mean, heard that Chris Hemsworth has said that he's going to, like, this is his last movie that he's going to be in is going to be his last. So he's somehow out. Okay. Which is, like, cool. Like, they need to, like, usher in this new, like, this whole new wave of yeah. Avengers. The thing, with the, right? the thing with Marvel is, dude, it could go on for the rest of my life. We could be watching Marvel movies slash Marvel TV series from now on for, like, yeah, until we're retired. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and we've been watching since... If we can watch it from like when we're 10 years old to when I die, die. that's like... Crazy. Like the thing crazy. with Marvel is that in, there's, in every movie, there's like, oh, they could take this into a movie. They could take this into... You could do a movie about this. Mm-hmm. This like little plot line that they don't really talk about. Like, I think that's like the weird thing about TikTok culture is like there's all these theorists 
who go off about these theories and then they don't happen and everyone's sad about it. That's <laughs> yeah. like, well, like you can't do everything, but the thing is like Marvel, they could do everything. They could do everything. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, and actors and actresses, like if they, if you get to be a part of the MCU now, it's like an honor. Yeah. It's like a big part of your career. It's like, like how many millions and millions and millions of people are now going to see your acting skills. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like directors and, like Christian Bale is is confirmed to be yeah. in the next Thor, and he was Batman. <laughs> like what? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, okay. I didn't know that actually. That's kind of cool. That's crazy. Let's bring Batman. He's, well, he's the villain in the Thor: Love of Thunder. He's gonna be Batman. Yeah. Imagine. <laughs> All of a sudden, Batman drops in. I'm Batman. Kicks <laughs> Thor in the head. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna strike lightning on you. Shut up. <laughs> uh, category eight. This is a blind pig award. For the character you want to hang out with for one night and one night only. I only really had two nominees. At this point of his life, I think Stark for one night would be a good time. Because of his... He'd be wild. He'd be wild. Like his parties, mm-hmm. he's got a lot of money. And like he would treat you well. And I don't think you'd have to pay for anything when you're with him. Mm-hmm. And then my other nominee was Agent Coulson. Because I think he would have like cool stories about S.H.I.E.L.D. But I still think Stark is just way cooler. No, I, I'm definitely picking Stark with Stark. Yeah. I think Stark later, like we talked about, I think later on in the movies, he's dateable. Because mm-hmm. he's like older and more mature. But like right now for one night. For one night, you're having the best night of your life. But like, what, what do I hang out with him for like a Also, how many models did he talk about having like sleeping 12. with? Twelve. Like he talked about twelve. Like he he missed uh, May. But lucky December was twins, <laughs> right? Or whatever yeah, it was, yeah, right? Yeah, that's exactly. It. <laughs> so it's like, so it's like, no, like you're gonna go and there's gonna be fourteen out of tens, like <laughs> all at the party, right? Like, okay, so we that's pretty obvious. Category is Starkey. Mm-hmm. Really wins that one. Okay, the ninth award, the Al Pacino Award for overacting. For me, it's Jeff Bridges, and there's who's the villain, and there's one scene is when. Uh, He's at that moment with like him and uh, Pepper Potts, and he steals, or she like takes away the that like USB cord, or mm-hmm. sorry, memory stick, and he goes to like the reactor to talk to some random guy. He's just in this. I wrote what he says. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a bunch of scraps. He just screams. It's like, yo, bro, chill. <laughs> Like, just chill. Yeah. The thing with Jeff Bridges is, you've seen The Big Lebowski, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's, um, like, Jeff Bridges is an amazing actor. Like, yeah. The Big Lebowski, he's in uh, True Grit. He's in, like, a lot of these, like, western-y movies. Like, he's amazing. I just don't know why I just don't like he's in this movie. It's not even, him. I don't think it's him, though. I honestly don't think it's him that kills that role. I feel like it's the role he's playing. It's like, he has no build-up story. Like, basically, like, at the beginning, beginning of the movie, you're like, Tony Stark runs his company, and it's it was taken over by him until Tony turned 18. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. the only thing you know. So you know that, like, Tony was, like, since he turned 18, took over the company, although he's been working as a partner for it for years. I think that's, like, the only thing you can kind of feel for it. But even then, you're like, bro, like, shut up. It's his company. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was his dad who died, not yours. Like, yeah. You know, like... So, yeah, no, definitely I'm going with him as the overactor as well. And mine's the scene where he's like, this helmet's ripped off. And he's like, he's like I'm going to kill you and everyone you love, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, like, shut up. Like, like, 
like, kill it's, me, but like, why are you gonna kill Pepper? What'd she do but help us run yeah. this company? Like, it's so frustrating that Jeff Bridges, like, he is like, he's won an Oscar, like, and he's been nominated for several, several Oscars. Like, he's an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know, this, this character, like, I forgot about how poorly the villain in this movie, like, this movie's clear, obviously about Tony, like, obviously about his life, and, but the villain, like, imagine if the villain was, like, as good as, I don't know, Hella, in this movie. Yeah. It, this movie would be, like, like god tier. Like, not even, like, the best villain. Like, like just Hella. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not asking for Killmonger. No, <laughs> like, I don't Hella. want Killmonger, I don't want a Thanos. I just need, I just need, like, yeah, Hella, you know, just, like, cool <laughs> like interesting like you're just copying tony's design like that's all he did was like he just wanted to make what tony made and beat him with it but like come on man are you gonna try to make his suit better than he did He's the smart. biggest thing for me with villains especially in the mcu is i gotta find a way to like maybe root for you well, not even maybe not even root but understand yeah yeah i just i want to be able to understand why you're doing what you're doing i don't, I don't understand anything from his point of view 100 percent, i agree like even like hella who is like a mid-tier villain for me in the mcu i don't know what you feel about her probably mid-tier right there's been so many good ones is like but no she's cool she's cool but like no but she's cool in the sense of like thor was always just like god like literally a god you know what i mean but the thing i was and trying hella comes in and just murks him and Loki. <laughs> like, well, the th- like, yeah, the thing I was trying to say about Hela is being like, I think she's a mid tier because there's other things, but I also like, I see where she's coming from. Yeah, I see why she's upset. Yeah, for she- his character, I don't. I'm just yeah, like, yeah, dude, yeah. I don't. There's no point in the movie where I'm like, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Never. No, 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 I agree. I agree. Like, it's he's probably like the most decisive Al Pacino award I've had on this podcast for sure. Like, he just. He actually makes me laugh in the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that scene when he's screaming at the random dude, I'm like, <gasps> yeah, like chill, bro. Yeah, that's how I feel when I'm watching the last. Like, I love the movie until the fight scene at the very end, which just sucks because like that's like what you look forward to. In yeah, it's like, so true. That that scene comes and I'm like, <sighs> Tony's suit's not even working the whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's one of the worst. Like two percent the whole fight. You're like, it's one of the worst endings to a Marvel movie. For, for like, what it is as a beginning of a movie. That goes to show, though, how good job RDJ did on it. Yeah. Because I still put it in my top five. Yeah. You know, even, like, with that shitty ending is, like, the first... Hour and a half is amazing. Hour and a half is incredible for the last 20 minutes of it to be, like, man, it's, like, whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, like... Mm-hmm. Okay. The 10th award, the Steph Curry Award for the actor and actress who never misses... So I have four, three and a half nominees. <laughs> I have one. I, know what it was. I had to put nominees because, like, even in the MVP when the NBA and every year it's one guy, you still have, like, two couple other nominees. Yeah, but sometimes it's unanimous. I know. But <laughs> even when Steph won unanimous MVP, there was, like, nominees. No, unanimous means there's no nominees. But there's still, like, when they go to the awards, there's, like, there's, no one knows it's unanimous until he wins. Yeah, but it's unanimous. Everyone votes for him. Whatever. <laughs> so I have RDJ... <laughs> Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow, Samuel L. Jackson, even though he's in that post credit scene, but like he's like, he's in like, he has I two mean, sentences. And I then guess he doesn't miss. <laughs> and then, I, I, okay, before we obviously clearly crown who the winner is, I want you, like, what do you think of Terrence Howard in this movie as Rhodey? Like, like, actually, what do you think of him in this movie? I honestly think he was like, I, I felt like he was going to be a good Rhodey. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like if he would have stuck with that role, 
I bet you the actor is kicking himself for it now. Like, um, no way he's not. Because, yeah. like, Rhodey had, like, a lot of roles in, like, Rhodey's a lot in, of the movies. Rhodey's in probably six movies. Yeah, six right? Like, he was in all the Iron Mans, plus, like, I want to well, say all the Avengers. All Other than the first Avengers. Other than, yeah, other than the first one. Also, he's what's in, with that? Where was he in the first Avengers? Who? Rhodey. Yeah. Where was he? Where, Why is everyone fighting and he's just, like, not? I just don't, I don't know if, like, Stark... Because when did Iron Man 2? Iron Man 2 came out before the first Avengers, yeah. right? So, like, maybe Stark was like, you're not there yet. You're not No, ready. but he had the suit in yeah. Iron Man 2. He already had the suit. Like, he'd already taken the suit and brought it to the government. So, uh, what was the other guy? Like, the other smart guy? Uh, what are you? Like, uh, there's Stark. Like, in Iron Man 2, there's the other smart guy that works for the government. Oh, that, yeah. I, I I know. Like, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, I can't remember the actor's... Oh, what's the it's actor's like, name? It's, like, the first... It's, like, the scene where they're, like, the court. Yeah, yeah. And he's, like, every country... Uh, Hammer. Hammer, like Justin yeah. Hammer, Justin right? Justin Hammer, he's yeah. Like, he's, like, every country, five, six years away, Stark, 15. <laughs> or he's, like, Hammer, 15, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, like, he upgrades the war machine mm-hmm. suit, right? So, like, he definitely should have been a character already. Yeah. So, the fact that he just doesn't have a role in Iron Man one's like, kind of... Or, Avengers one, sorry, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, yeah. What's with that? <laughs> I think, like, Terrence Howard, like, it's not like he left the MCU as, like, being, like, oh, this guy's horrible to work with. Mm-hmm. He's, like, a terrible actor. It's, like, he, because he wanted more money. He just wanted too much money. And Don Cheadle, like, I love Don Cheadle as an actor. Like, he, like, as Rhodey, he get as Rhodey for the rest of the movie, he, he brings, like, a, he brings, like, more comfort to me. I don't know. Okay. Like he's oh, every time he's in, I'm like, Rhodey's there. Mm-hmm. He's gonna hold it down. Where Terrence Howard, I feel like he could have done that too. It's just, it's just unfortunate for him. I just feel like he kind of like suited the role as like Stark's best friend. That's what he plays, right? Like he's like Stark's best friend. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel like he like he like suited that role a little better. Mm-hmm. Like in my opinion, he's kind of just like, like, uh, sorry, what's the second actor's name? Don Cheeto. Don Cheeto. Don Cheeto's like too professional. Yeah. Whereas, like, the first roadie was, like, a little, like, more, like, laid back, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So, I feel like I think I would have liked to see him keep going, and I wish he just would have taken less money. The thing with Don Cheadle is that War Machine, like, has no – has been a side character his whole career. Mm-hmm. But they are planning on a War Machine separate. Like, a, I don't know if it's a TV show or a movie, but, like, Don Cheadle's going to have his own thing. I think I'll be able to, like, make an opinion on it. After I see his own thing. Yeah, when he has his like, own universe. Because, yeah. And also see if he's making his own thing. Like, that guy's definitely kicking himself now. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, the guy's his own series. Like, <laughs> God <laughs> damn. Yeah. What am I doing? Um. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Or, sorry, before the break. It's obviously RDJ from the Steph Curry Award. Obviously. Yeah. All right. RDJ from the <laughs> Steph Curry Award. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll be back with the Ben Affleck Award. All right, category 11, the Ben Affleck Award for a streaky performance. So I had down Terrence Howard, question mark, and then I was going to ask you if you liked his performance, but I think we really did talk about him Yeah. in the last category. You didn't have anyone for the Ben Affleck Award, did you? No, I didn't. I, I tried, but... I feel like everyone in this movie is either really good or like Jeff Bridges bad. Like I feel like everybody except for Jeff Bridges. So if I had to give it to anyone, 
I think it's Jeff Bridges. But the thing about Jeff Bridges is for the streaky performance, like even at the beginning, I'm kind of like – He's like not good. No. <laughs> yeah, like never at one point where I was like, oh, I love this guy. Or like I like this guy. Like, the thing with Ben Affleck is Ben Affleck is such a creature as an actor. Is like in mo- in actual movies, he'll be amazing top tier. And then like in other scenes, he's horrible. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen anyone like it. Mm-hmm. Like so for this one, it's, I don't really have anything for yeah, it. I don't, I don't have much for That's, it. Yeah. So let's move on. So uh, category twelve scenes you wish you saw. Do you have, go ahead? I'll let you lead off. Scenes I wish I saw, that, like that you knew happened, but they didn't like show on screen because you can't show like a, the movie can't be longer than it is. Oh, that's, I don't have anything for this one, but like this one's hard. I think so. I had one as Tony at MIT. Like maybe like just show a flashback of him when he's at that uh, like Harvard or whatever, like the MIT school he's at okay. and like showing him as like a 20 year old, probably like douche. Maybe for one, like uh, how the business got created, like why his dad's making weapons, you know, like why does Stark yeah. Enterprise like specialize on making weapons? Like what made him like, he's a super genius. He could yeah. do anything he wanted. Why is he building missiles? Mm. Maybe yeah. like I like if they could go more in depth into that, maybe. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool, I think. I think as much as they show Howard Stark throughout other movies and they and they really do a really good job going into his backstory, I wish they like even more. Yeah. Like the actor that played Howard Stark and they they juggled through three different guys. So in the first Captain America uh first Avengers, like uh he's in it and the actor's a young guy. And then in this movie they show pictures of him. Mm-hmm. And it's none of the two. It's none of the first guy or the guy they land on being Howard Stark. Who I can't remember the actor's name, but he's in Mad Men. He's like the white haired yeah. guy. You know, everyone knows who we're talking like about. Like the guy in uh, Endgame. Endgame and yeah, yeah. Uh, Civil yeah. War. And yeah, all that stuff. he's like he has the conversation with Tony. Yeah, like about Tony. Yeah, and that was like that was really cool. I really like how they tied that all together as well. Like how they're like Tony's in there talking to his dad. Yeah. that died, uh-huh. and he's talking to Tony, not knowing. About Tony. <laughs> it's like, it's mind-blowing, honestly. Yeah, like, I wish they had more, like, his relationship with his parents, I guess, like, as a young child. Like, why he yeah. is who he is. Because I think that, although his parents dying obviously had an impact on him, I think if his parents had stayed alive, he would still be more or less who he was because of how his parents probably raised him. Yeah, and, like, from what it seems like is that, uh, like, Howard Stark was always kind of busy. He never, like... I think he says a few times and rather really had time for Tony. I think so. Even when he died, it was like, he was already like a distant child. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah, if they could like, even like go in a little bit more in depth in Iron Man one, that'd be kind of sweet. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That would be cool. Maybe like if they do another spinoff TV show on Howard Stark and his wife, why not, man? Honestly, at this point with this whole universe is like, they could do anything they want. And people will watch. I'll watch. I'll watch. <laughs> so, um, category thirteen is the elevator pitch, where we pitch each other sequel or a prequel to this movie. So, obviously, pitching a sequel to you would be like I can't because there was a sequel and there was like twenty <laughs> movies that based yeah, off yeah, him. Yeah. So, my prequel, I guess, is that I kind of want to pitch you like a Pepper Potts prequel, where she does mention quickly that she her only family is Tony. So there's something going on there. Okay. She has something, you know, she has no parents or what? what's going on with her. 
And I would watch another movie with Gwyneth Paltrow, a prequel about her. I think not only a prequel, but a sequel. Because you know how, like, in Endgame, she comes out with, like, this whole suit? Yeah. How how does she get trained? Did Tony train her? Like, Tony must have. Like, a, like a sequel on, like, how she, like, gets fitted to the suit and, like, mm-hmm. designs, like, I don't know, I guess, like, a female suit and everything. Like, that would be kind of cool to watch. You know, Tony Stark, like, designing this and training her how to do it. Because, like, you never know she has a suit. Like, they give you a little hint at the beginning of Endgame. Like, she like, has a present for your mom. as like, a mask. Yeah. You know what I mean? When uh, Morgan has it. But, like, it'd be kind of cool for, like, the whole, like, training and, like, that sequence. I think I would like, like, a Pepper Potts, like, before she met Tony. Like, how did she get where? How did she get to be his assistant? Where did he yeah. find her? Yes and no. Yes and no, because, like, at the time, it's, like, she was just an assistant. She ran books. Yeah. How interesting can that really be, I think? I think more, in my opinion, a sequel would be a little bit better. So, like, a sequel, but you go off Pepper Potts being the main character? Yeah. And so, like, just there? So, like, how, when Tony goes off doing his Avenger stuff, what's, what's she, she doing? doing? Yeah. Because <laughs> she's not running a business anymore. Mm-hmm. She's Iron Man's wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what, <laughs> what is she doing all the yeah. time? I don't know what she's doing up there. Do they have a wedding? They don't show a wedding no. on screen, right? Or did they even get married? I don't think they got married. They just had a kid. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah like, let's let's pitch to the MCU, like, a Pepper Potts, but we focus more on, yeah, obviously her story. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's make some money off I'm that. Down oh, I'm, I'm down it. I'm down. Let's All direct right. it. Let's direct it. I'll play Tony Stark. I'll play young Tony. I'll play Pepper Potts. <laughs> Got weird. Wait, what? Got weird. <laughs> Category 14. Would you watch this as a Broadway Musical. Would I watch it? Probably. <laughs> Would it be bad? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm definitely watching for sure. It's just like okay. Think of a scenario where like okay, actually like pitch it like pretend I'm I don't know some famous guy. Pitch me like yo, I have this great Iron Man musical <laughs> scenario. Pitch it to me. I can't. I can't. No, it's like <laughs> I I don't watch musicals. A like, you know what I mean? Like, it's never been my thing. And for Iron Man to sing, it's just like, he's going to sing ACDC. Back in back, I hit the sack. Yeah, like, no, it can't happen. It's not going to uh, be good, but I'm was... watching it for sure. <laughs> it's not going to be good, but yeah. I was trying to think of, like, who would play him. It wouldn't be Downey Jr. because he's like, fuck that, I don't want to do that. Like, I was trying to think of some actor that would play him. They also have to sing. Or, like, think of all the dance sequences that would have to happen <laughs> in the movie. Like, when they're in the cave, him and Ian Smith go on, like, a dance break. And they're, like, doing all these, like... Save your life. He was, like, holding a battery the whole time. <laughs> That's jokes. Okay. Well, it would. we would watch it because we're Marvel fans, but it'd probably be terrible. It wouldn't be successful. Be That's for sure. All right. Category 15. The Schindler's List. The super bad rewatchability scale, with the Schindler's List being an all-time classic, I would never watch it again. To super bad, also being an all-time classic, but I will watch that probably fifteen times before I die, at least. Where do you put it? Like, well, I I think I said earlier how many times I've watched it, so my rewatch scale on this is very high, fairly high. <laughs> not yeah. all time. It's not like 
Sound like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> or like like pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> hey, happy did you uh <laughs> you see happy hit a pull one apart four? No, sorry, it's too busy winning. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with this Iron Man is for me it gets lost in the cracks of like top tier because I can think of like more top tier. Like things I would the origin stories are hard to rewatch because it's like, yeah, I know what's gonna happen. I don't yeah. know. It's for me, it's the origin story that holds it back. I feel like it's not like it might not be like a rewatch like often thing, but I feel like every like four, like three, four years, it'd be a good movie to be like, hey, let's like watch how it all started. You know what I mean? Like, say in the next four years, three more movies come out. You yeah. know what I mean? And then you're like, hey, you know what? Let's rewind a bit. Let's watch how this all started one yeah. more time. You know, like I feel like it's it has it's not super bad level, but it's close. The thing with the Marvel movies and what people like love about them is they love to see all them together in one movie. Mm-hmm. Or they love the Civil Wars. They love the OG Avengers. They love Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie is like up there with. Uh, Winter Soldier for me as like the separate movies, you know yeah. what I mean? As like this is clearly the best Iron Man movie. Like it's not even close. Not even close. Yeah, not even close. And like Winter Soldier for me is the best Cap movie. Not even close. Not even close. And Civil War is like fucking good. It's like, like Ragnarok's the best Thor movie. Yeah, not even close. But Iron Man, for Iron Man one, in my opinion, being the second best, uh, their own movie. Mm-hmm. That's a high praise. That is a high praise. That's really sure. high praise. Like after Winter Soldier, it goes to Iron Man One. And not even like uh I like Iron Man Two. Like it's an unpopular opinion, I get it. A lot of people don't like Iron Man Two, but I really like the villain and I really like the plot of Iron Man Two. Like how he has to build his heart basically over, you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. the whole story of it all. I really like Iron Man Two. Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah, Iron Man. Just origin stories, like it's it's a, it's an elite origin story, yeah. as we've talked about. But yeah, yeah. okay, category sixteen, the MVP of the movie. Here are my three nominees: Robert Downey Jr., John Favreau, and Stan Lee. Do you have any other nominees you want to bring to the table? No. Yours is Downey Jr. Mine's Downey Jr. So mine's Downey Jr. too. But I want to make the case for Favreau. Like, let's just talk about this. Let's just both go on the point that we both think it's him. Favreau? Right? Yeah. Who's the director? Okay. So John Favreau directs the first movie in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I guess other than the first. But anyways, the first, like, what started it all? Yeah. He brought RDJ into it. Like, he took a chance on RDJ. And he directs, like... Uh, he directs the second one, and he's also a Happy Hogan. He's kind of a re- like a minimal, minimal reoccurring character, but like he's even in the last Spider-Man. Like he's in the last movie that they've shown. So if I had to make the case for John Favreau's, there's no RDJ without Favreau. No, because he brought him in. He brought him in. Like, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. I don't I really. Do. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like making the case if I have my. I, I do think it's RDJ. Like he yeah, makes yeah, the yeah. movie. But that's like saying like. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of like Draymond Green is the most important player <laughs> on the Warriors. Yeah, because without, <laughs> because 
without Draymond Green, there's no Steph. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. know. like, no, he still RDJ is definitely makes the movie. But there's a case. There's definitely a case to be made. Like, he brings it all together, and he's the reason it all happens, right? Like, he's the Dr. Dre in an NBA, mm. right? Like, he brings the team together, and he rolls everything. But he's not, like, the face of it. Yeah. If that makes sense, right? So, like, RDJ is just, like, his acting alone just gets it, I think. But, mm-hmm. no, there's definitely a case to be made. Case to be made. Yeah, like, RDJ is – I've always thought about – I've always tried to think about, okay – I think about all the great characters in the movie universe and in all movies and like being perfectly casted. There's lots of really great movie characters where I'm like, yeah, I think he's great in this, but I also think this other person can do it or she's great in it. But I really, really can't think of anyone else being Tony Stark other than him. Yeah. No, 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 I can't. And maybe that also could be though, because we've seen him as I remember 13 years. Yeah, like, you know, what I mean, maybe if like they just came out, maybe we could be like, okay, maybe this person can do it. But like in our heads, since we were children, like, yeah. he's been Iron Man. So like, I, I can't think of another actor off the top of my head. The thing with that play that role when they hired Iron Man specifically, and they also hired Chris Evans as Cap, they told them that you're in this for Long ten on. years. Yeah, and that's why Chris Evans was so hesitant to take Cap was because he was like unsure of how people were going to perceive him and and blah 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 but yeah it's clear like Danny Jr is he's he's MVP he's the MVP of this movie and he also probably wins two more MVPs in other movies in the MCU sorry well i think you have to give it to an end game yeah right like he's Without him, nothing happens. What about Civil War? Who do you give the MVP to that movie? Like, I'm talking like even the director. Like, I'm talking like all people involved. In Civil War? I think it's Zemo. Like, I can make a case for Zemo in that movie. Zemo's just... Zemo's a really interesting villain in the case it's like... He has no powers. He has no powers, but he just... F's people's minds up. He just plays like... Plays everyone like yeah. a fiddle. Like, it's, just like, yeah. Yeah. it's crazy. But it's like... Uh, so he probably wins the MVP for Iron Man 2. But yeah. Iron Man 3, he wins the MVP probably, but like no one but else. Like, no like, one cares about, no one cares about that one. What about the first Avengers? Oh, my God. Like, Loki? Like, Loki really came into, like... This guy's a badass in this movie. In my opinion, I don't think Loki's ever been the MVP of any movie yet. Obviously, as long as like Loki coming out, which he will be. Yeah. But I think I might have to give it to Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Man in the first Avengers. He's the one the that only, saves him. Too. The only two villains, in my opinion, that are MVP calipers in their own movies. In in movies is Killmonger and Black Panther. Like he has a case. To be like, That's gonna be a really interesting pod eventually. Eventually, the case, yeah, eventually, yeah. and Thanos. Yeah, because Thanos is like, well, the only villain ever to be successful. Yeah, really, like every other villain in the whole MCU universe has like not been successful. Yeah, <laughs> but Thanos straight just killed everybody. <laughs> like, yeah, he's just, he he won. Yeah, it's it's obvious. Like, Infinity War is the only. It's Thanos's movie. It's the only villain movie. It's also the only like superhero movie that I know of that the heroes didn't win. 
Yeah. Like maybe Star Wars. Yeah. Or but like even then, the they're Dark all... Knight. The Joker, like, in the long run, wins to like fuck with, with uh, Batman. But I don't know. But that's like. Yeah. But Thanos, it's like obvious that Thanos yeah, wins that Thanos, movie. Thanos kills half the team. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's half like, the world. Half bro. the world, but like, no yeah. one knows the other world. Yeah. Anyways, we went off a little tangent there, but REJ wins the MVP. All right. What are your like final thoughts about this movie? And like, I guess if you were to have a child and you were to like show them Iron Man, like, and you had to like give them like a little like, pre pre ramble like what would you say to your kid getting ready to watch the first iron man i would say nothing (laughs) (laughs) they're going into that as blind as i did but the advantage they have is they can watch this movie and then watch the next one and 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 then by the time i have kids 30 more (laughs) like you know what i mean like they can have this all within three months as whereas a week, dude, a week, if, if yeah, but like you know what I mean, like <laughs> you like it's it's crazy, it's like I I never thought about that. Like I'm really really excited to like show a younger generation of maybe my kid or like it's like your parents showed you Star Wars, right? Yeah, like your dad put you on Star Wars. I'm assuming. Yeah, it's like same with mine. They put me on Star Wars, so it's like but Star Wars has three good movies, the first three, and like I don't even want to acknowledge the prequels. Really. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, that's for another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like this, it, yeah, that's interesting because we have we had we're like back in the old days. We had to wait a year <laughs> wait, for Endgame. <laughs> we had to wait for Endgame. Or I saw I saw Infinity War three times with my friend in theaters, <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to like we theorize on the old TikTok before Endgame. Like. Seriously though, like our our generation would be like, yo, I got to watch, I got to watch like basically the first, I don't know, phase. I know they, I know they phase it into like, I guess four, the first four phases. Mm-hmm. We'll get to watch in like one sitting. Yeah, that would be unreal. Like I wish you I know, could do that. You know how long me and you would have sat in a basement staring at a TV if we could have watched all at once, and and not known anything, and yeah. not known anything like. If I could re-erase my memory and rewatch it all again, I almost think I would. Yeah. To just experience it all one more time with without knowing. You know what I mean? Like the whole not knowing at the end of every movie, you're like, oh my god. Like <laughs> And then all the post credit scenes yeah. and like They also started this like generation of post credit scenes. They, they were there, but they really, really like you took have it to off. Be there. Like they were like if you don't know not to sit down after a Marvel movie and not move, don't move after a Marvel <laughs> movie until the screen's black and the lights turn on. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Screen's black, lights turn on. Every, I'm, all, I'm usually the last person out of a theater during a Marvel movie, like, yeah. or one of the last ones at least. You know what I mean? Like, I don't leave until I'm absolutely sure there's nothing else. Yeah. Because I swear this Marvel movies was like two post-credit scenes. Most most of them have two. Iron yeah. Man only has one, but most of them have two now. Yeah, exactly. Like, and they're two different, like, subplot points or whatever, yeah. but... um. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, so I wrote this. I have this question down where I usually ask people is, do you think this movie would work today if it was remade? And here's what I wrote. Never, ever, 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 
like I just don't think that like can you imagine like we're fifty or sixty or seventy even and like hey there's the new Iron Man and it's it's played by this uh, this guy and this is like <laughs> what <laughs> yeah no like it's like remaking Star Wars you just no. can't do it there's a new Yoda like shut up shut <laughs> up <laughs> yeah no like. The only maybe possibility I could see them making a remake is if they made like a TV show because or a movie because they have so much profit that they, they would make like Tony Stark as a young child, as like a kid, and it was like not him. He's not involved in the yeah, whole yeah. It's he's like, just like this kid who's like a super genius yeah. in like grade six, but he's graduating grade twelve. Yeah. Grade seven, but he's in MIT, you know what I mean? Like exactly, he's a super genius. Yeah, that'd be a cool one. That'd be cool. The other cool one is actually in the comics. Uh, it's like it's like Tony Stark's like nephew or, or niece or something, and her name's Morgan. What's his daughter's name? I know in the movie, but yeah. she becomes a villain in the comics. His niece or his is like niece whose name is Morgan. So like, it could be an interesting spin if they were to make Morgan a villain. Like his daughter, his daughter. Uh, yeah, I always wonder what they would do with his daughter because she's like a obviously a huge part of his life. Yeah, you can't just like stop with her. No, hundred percent. Like she has to like whether she's like a superhero herself. Yeah, or even a villain. I feel like if they took her out, like to make her a villain, it'd be a really cool route. Same with Pepper Potts. I feel like she's not done. I don't think she's done either. Like so maybe I mean, she has like one more appearance. A sequel with Pepper Potts would be sick. What if Pepper Potts has to stop her daughter? That would be cool. You know, like Morgan because his villain and then Pepper Potts is like, hey, he puts on her suit one more time, you know, like. That would be dope. Yeah. Okay, man. Well, we obviously had a great talk. I thank sure. you for coming on. Thanks for You're going to be me. a re- reoccurring guest on Marvel movies and other movies. For sure. But yeah, thank you for coming on. No, I appreciate it. Definitely took way too long for me to make <laughs> one of these. It's like, it's crazy how much we've been biting our tongues. <laughs> like, I don't think you guys understand. Me and Ben were at a fire the other day, and people were going off about Marvel movies. And me and Ben, for the longest time, have just been, every time Marvel gets brought up, we zip our lips, and we just look at each other from across the room, like, like just blatant look. It's like, just don't say anything. Just don't say <laughs> anything. Just wait for the podcast. I think I want to do, so we started with Iron Man. Yeah. One which I always wanted to, but I think I want to take Marvel in like, let's go like Iron Man one. We'll go in chronological order of like the movies I think are like worth a pod. Okay. So like maybe like I think my next one is maybe we should do the first of uh, Cap America. I think that's worth a pod or oh, yeah. Winter Soldier, and we'll just move yeah. along like that, and we'll eventually get to like I think Infinity War and Endgame. If people are like into this podcast, it's going to be like a fifteen hour pod. Yeah. Just yeah. deep dive both. Yeah. 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 Another cool one. We could both put our top 10, and then whatever is the same in our top 10, we could do those ones. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. You but the I mean? thing with Marvel movies is, fuck, man, we could do like 85% of them. There's like, I could do anything except for the first two Thors. <laughs> the first two Thors would be like, yeah, man, yeah, like, like when he throws his hammer. I've seen it once, like, eight years ago. <laughs> Natalie Portman, pretty hot. Yeah, she's, she's pretty bad, and he's... <laughs> Strong, <laughs> yeah. I think Thor Ragnarok is like worth a pod, but like yeah. the first two Ragnarok's really cool. Yeah, I but really it really sucks too because Thor is like a really good character. Like I really like his character. After Ragnarok is when I liked him. Like starting from Ragnarok, yeah. you know what I mean? But even no, even in Avengers, like the first Avengers, I, I liked him in Avengers. 
Yeah, he goes through the biggest character arc out of probably all the characters of like me liking him, or sorry, not liking him, like to him. like liking him. Yeah, I can see that. I can't wait till he's in the like, he's presumably in the third Guardians of the Galaxy because at the end of Endgame they they go on that ship together, right? Yeah, that'll be awesome. He's like, he's like, I'm the captain. No, I'm the captain. No, the captain. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, no, I get it, I get it. You're the captain. <laughs> and like Rocket, obviously Rocket's gonna like make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's gonna be awesome. Okay. Do you know who voice whose voice is Groot? Yeah, it's Vin Diesel, man. Why? Because he's because I am not. Groot. <laughs> That's all he said. Apparently, he's done it in like several languages. He does I am Groot in like hella languages, just because. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah, such a weird role to but take on. Has a, I wonder what my, how I much want, he makes. Yeah, that's probably why they offered him a bag. Because they're like, yo, people understand that this is your voice. People will like him more, which is probably true for a lot of people. You know what I mean? But like, oh yeah, Vin Diesel in this movie? I'm going to watch it. <laughs> you know, like Fast and Furious fans? They're like, oh, I'm going to watch it. And then they're looking for him the whole time. Like, he's always in this movie. I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> All right, so as I always do, at the end of the movie, I reveal the pot or the quote for the movie that I'm doing next week. So here we go. <clears throat> Hamburgers are the cornerstone of any nutritious breakfast. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Peace. still here it's over go to bed go to work go i'll be here next week go bye